40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. It's the show where we could talk until the cows come home, except the cows aren't coming home because they're all going to be eaten. It's 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, your host, talking about eating cows. And yes, eating hogs and eating chickens here as the uh, vegan couple who runs Cafe Gratitude in uh, California now getting death threats and protests for eating meat after 40 years. Uh, the vegans don't want to listen, by the way, to the uh, uh, the, the reasoning of uh, these business owners and these farmers. Even though they have a reason. It's not like they're just uh, telling their vegan friends, look, I really, really, really wanted a cheeseburger. I wanted a hot dog. We're coming up towards summer for 40 years. I've sat and I've eaten tofu burgers. I've eaten tofu dogs. I want some meat this summer. It's, 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 it's more than that. Now, frankly, that's a perfectly acceptable reason for me, but it's more than that. What they're saying is, look, this actually goes hand in hand with our mission, with what we've been trying to do for 40 years. Uh, And they say that they now recognize that uh, raising cattle and, and yes, eating that that cattle um, is actually a part of the process. In other words, this couple feels like they are continuing to learn. They are continuing to educate themselves and they are making their choices based on more knowledge. Now, the vegans, obviously, at least the ones who are issuing death threats, uh, don't see it that way. They see this couple as fallen angels, devil tempters now, who are just trying to lure other vegans into the uh, sin of eating meat. It's not a cult. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, I, I just, I just, it seems to me that uh, at a very basic level, what we have here is another uh, instance of and I'm sure, I, in fact, I know there are uh, some uh, conservative vegans out there, um, a lot of whom are, you know, vegan for dietary issues, some for uh, for moral issues. Uh, but it, it seems like this is another example of uh, the left, or or maybe maybe I'm, maybe I'm just making this political when it doesn't have to be, another example of people f- figuring out uh, by themselves that they are the smartest bleeping people ever to walk on the face of the earth. I think it's a real problem that we have in our society right now. Uh, and you do see it manifested on the left. You, uh, you, maybe you see it manifested on the right as well. Uh, but this idea that everybody who's come before us uh, should be treated with scorn, that, that the, uh, the, the people who are alive on this planet today aren't, aren't, aren't the luckiest humans ever to walk on the uh, face of the earth. No, no, no. They're the smartest they're the most caring. Not everybody, mind you. Uh, just the people who feel this way, right? This is one of the stories that I, I think the uh, uh, the left likes to tell itself that that they are the most caring, that they are the most compassionate, they are the most tolerant, they are the most open minded, they are the most whatever uh, of any humans to have ever walked this earth, and nobody. And I do mean nobody can compare to the paragons of virtue uh, that are the, uh, the, the, the uh, activists left these days. Because you can go back and you can look at, you know, amazing figures through history. Uh, George Washington, eh, but he, you know, he was a slave owner. 
uh, and he raised meat. Uh, Susan B. Anthony, yeah, was she on gay rights? Ida Wells, mm, I, I don't remember Ida Wells talking about uh, LGBT issues too much. I mean, and by the way, Ida Wells was also in favor of, you know, people owning firearms for self-defense. So uh, clearly she's a, uh, a backwards thinking bumpkin. Uh, by uh, today's standards, even though she was a uh, progressive figure in the late 19th century. There's just this idea that, uh, you know, I'm the smartest person ever. And if you ever find I don't I don't think I have to actually tell you this, but uh, if you ever find yourself thinking this, you're not. You're, you're not. Uh, I, 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 someone somewhere, sure, uh, will be the smartest person ever. But odds are. It ain't you. Uh, Odds are you have something that you can learn. Odds are more than one thing. Odds are you could actually learn new things every stinking day if you wanted to, no matter how smart you think you are. But in today's society, it seems like we have uh, folks, maybe they're more prevalent out in California, who who don't want to learn. They don't want to listen to the Eberhards. They don't want to. They don't want to ask that question of, or even have an honest debate of. Okay, look, I understand what you're saying, and yes, it's it's your right to to eat meat. But for 40 years, you've been telling us, hey, don't eat meat, and you've been serving food in your restaurants that don't have meat in it. Uh, are you going to change your restaurants? Because if this is now supposedly the best thing for you to do in your life, then why would you not carry this over to your business practices? Is it because you have built up these vegan restaurants and now you don't want them to go away? I mean, I think you could have a a real honest discussion, but it doesn't involve, you're going to hell because you're eating cow. I mean, that's not a real conversation starter, in my opinion. So we'll keep our eyes on the the Eberhards there in uh, California, see if they are shamed into uh, once again renouncing their meat-eating ways. I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, and I can tell you, uh, uh, you know, again, uh, at our place, we do eat our own pork. We do eat our own chicken. I wish I had a cow. Thinking about a cow share program, but uh, I do not have a cow of my own at the time. And, you know, it is tough. When you uh, when it comes time to actually turn that animal into food, I, I imagine it gets easier. Uh, but so far, it's been kind of tough. I have this conversation with myself every time uh, we uh, process a hog, and it's huh, it's sad. But if we weren't going to be eating this hog then we would not have needed to raise this hog. And if we decided not to raise this hog, this hog may very well not have existed. You know, you look at some of the uh, heritage breeds of of pork and, and even of beef now. There's no real reason for these animals to exist. Uh, there are only, last time I checked, there are only about 3,000 uh, American guinea hogs in the United States. They used to be very, very common. But they're fat. They're lard hogs. We don't have much of a need for lard hogs anymore. 
if it weren't for those people who say, you know what, I, I, I want something different. I don't want the standard. I, I want to raise my food on my own. This particular uh, a variety of hogs would have died out. If tomorrow the Obama administration decided, uh, you know what, we're going to cram down a, 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 a vegan edict, just like we've crammed down a bunch of other edicts, no more eating meat. What do you think would happen to all of the livestock in this country? I have a feeling that, that some folks think, oh, we just turn all the farms into animal sanctuaries. Well, no, you're not going to do that because who's going to pay the farmers to keep the animals alive as opposed to for, 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 for no purpose whatsoever other than to let the animals live as opposed to uh, what the farmers do now, which is, you know, raise the animals so they can uh, sell the animals and then they can put food of their own uh, on the table for their family and they can, you know, buy shoes for their kids and gas for the truck and things of that nature. Uh Farmers can't keep all of the animals that they have and turn their farms into a petting zoo out of the goodness of their heart. There's no economic model that makes that work. So what would happen if the president uh, issued uh, some sort of vegan directive tomorrow? You would see a mass slaughter of all of these animals. The, the, the animal rights activists, the vegans, would be responsible for the uh, mass murder, the, the culling of uh, the, this livestock. And by the way, for, for, for no purpose whatsoever other than to make animal rights activists feel better about themselves because none of that meat would end up on the plates, right? Because we couldn't eat meat anymore. It's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. I, you know, and if you're looking at the politics of this, it's so much more complicated than what I think a lot of the uh, the food activists uh, want it to be. I, I think, and this is just my personal philosophy, I think a, a much more realistic attitude to have is that attitude of happy hogs make tasty bacon. Treat your animals well under your care, and they will treat your tummy well when it comes time to turn them into food. All right, we're going to take a, another quick time out here on this edition of 40 Acres in a Fool. I don't know about you, I'm kind of hungry. Maybe some uh, bacon and eggs during a commercial break. Stick around. We'll be back with much more coming up right after this. You're listening to 40 Acres in a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. 